Well, today we celebrate the Feast of the Epiphany of the Lord, and there's uh, an initial contrast that I'd like to draw your attention to, and that is um, the word itself, the word epiphany. The word epiphany is a Greek word, and it shows up in the New Testament in a number of passages, and it means something like manifestation or appearance. And it's used in the New Testament primarily for the manifestation of the appearance of our Lord Jesus Christ at the end of history, when he shows up in glory and splendor, riding upon the clouds in a very fearsome and glorious and, and public manner. And we can imagine when we read the different texts from the Scripture, from the Old Testament prophets, also from the book of Revelation, and the passages uh, describe the state of the world and their awe and their fear at the, at the coming of Christ, at His glorious epiphany at that time. But there's another stream of usage of this word in the New Testament. And that stream denotes the manifestation of our Lord in His incarnation. And that's today what we focus on, is the manifestation of the appearance of our Lord, the great and brilliant appearance, but in His incarnation, in His incarnation. And so we have a contrast between Christ appearing at the end of time in glory and splendor in a very public manner, but then we have, here, we have the babe in Bethlehem, this little weak child who's born and no one knows about it. In fact, probably, you know, some of the traditions, we don't know this for sure, but some of the traditions even portray St. Joseph as asleep when the child is born. And so really there's only one person who's aware of his birth, and that is Mary. And so it's a very, a very secret and a very private appearance or epiphany, a manifestation of Christ in the Incarnation. So this would be this great contrast between the glorious epiphany of Christ at the end of time and the humble and hidden appearance of Christ in Bethlehem. That's one contrast. Here's another contrast. The contrast between the greatness of the Magi. Some, there might be some reason to believe that these, uh, these figures were uh, political authorities, statesmen, kings, perhaps. But certainly they were men of wealth, they were men of importance, and they were wise men. They were sages, they were astronomers, they were philosophers, they were intellects, great intellects who sought truth in nature, who sought truth, uh, transcendent truth. They sought the supreme wisdom behind nature. And uh, these men were, were highly learned and intelligent, and yet they come and they enter into the house where the Christ child is and they, they adore him. And they, their minds, their great heads, their great brains, if you will, they bow them before this little baby, this little baby who maybe can cry, and that's about it. And they recognize in him the glory of God made flesh. 
great contrasts between these men in their, in their wealth and in their wisdom versus Christ in his poverty and simplicity in this, uh, this simple dwelling in Bethlehem. And as it was for the wise men, so it has been. All throughout the course of the ages in the history of the Catholic Church, there have been very wealthy men, kings, statesmen, rich men, also great academics, great philosophers, great thinkers, great intellects. In fact, some of the greatest intellects who have ever lived have acknowledged Christ and have laid their their wealth and their greatness and their wisdom at the feet of the Christ child. And in particular, these wise men, these wealthy men, they were drawn to him and to the unity of the Catholic Church because of the great mystery of the Eucharist. And the Eucharist really encapsulates everything that I've been talking about so far. We have this great splendor of God made man hidden in this little humble body of a child. And so also, we have the mystery of the Eucharist. This is an amazing thing. This is God, the God of nature, the supreme wisdom, by which the world is governed, the source, the foundation of all that exists, God the Creator, become man and given to us under the appearance of a little piece of bread. It is absolutely an astounding, astounding mystery. And I'll just leave you with this last thought. That when we approach the Holy Eucharist, when we approach this glory of God veiled under the appearance of bread, we bow our heads like the wise men. And we give divine veneration, we adore the same flesh of Christ that the wise men adored. That day when they visited him and paid him their homage in Bethlehem.